Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me, as always, is Victorian urchin Connor Lawler. Please, sir, I just want more porridge. <laughs> is that Victorian? Oh, he wants porridge. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> the, uh, no, you did well. You did well, Connor. When's Oliver set? Uh, Someone tell me. It's either like the Victorian times or the 20s. I'm not sure. <laughs> Or now, or, could be. Or now. There was a new Oliver recently, but that's beside the point. So, yeah, okay. No, there was a new Annie. It's a different one I'm thinking of. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all the same orphans. All the same Anyway, orphans. Sean, so this is Hero Zero. And this is the show where we choose one comic book character every single week. We choose their good points and their bad points. So we, we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now... I normally pick DC. Sean, you normally pick Marvel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last week I did King Shark, everyone's favourite character from the Suicide Squad. But it is your week, Sean, so I'm interested to hear who you've done. Ah, now, I haven't done just one person this week, Connor. So, what we had a request on Instagram from Kieran, or as we would say in the land of Ireland, Kieran, and Mm. I... I, I was taken with the idea because what, what was suggested was I put together a roster of a Marvel version of the Suicide Squad. So I'm going to ride the coattails of a very successful movie, but make it all about the franchise that I prefer. So. Right, okay. What I've done, I've taken a bunch of characters who there might not be a huge amount about. And I've it's kind of a nice opportunity for me to just drop these in because I'm never going to do a full report on most of them. So we can just... Yeah, I, I think we've discovered that doing the show, like each episode is normally 20 minutes or 30 minutes, like between there. But some characters will just appear for literally two issues in like the 1960s. Yeah. And you can't really talk for 20 minutes about them. Most characters barely even get an origin. It's normally just like, oh yeah, parents are dead. Uh, he was trained as a soldier. All right, so cool. So many of those. <laughs> um, and, and on that note, like what I tried to do, I picked five. 
So I tried to match it to kind of the the the, the roster of Suicide Squad that we end up with at the end of the the Suicide Squad. So those spoilers for the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. So just like general archetypes and things like that. So I'm just going to go through and we're going to chat about them. And you can tell me at the end how you think they would work as a team. Okay, and actually, then we could either put them up against that Suicide Squad. Oh! Or, my next question is, Sean, do you have an Amanda Waller type in this? Or did you just go straight team? I just went straight team. Uh, okay. But but for next my next report, I was going to have a villain uh, that they could take on. Uh, oh okay yeah so it's going to be the 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 shauna side squad cinematic universe is what we're looking at here (laughs) oh very good so better name than the dceu isn't it really um so i don't know i've never started a a report like this but we're just gonna do it so taking the role of kind of the leader of the group spoilers for suicide squad by the way but this is going to be your blood sporty type character so, I have a character from Marvel Comics called Scorpio, a.k.a. Jake Fury. Oh, good name. Very good name. Now, before we start, I need you to be on board with one thing and one thing only. In the Marvel Universe, Leonardo da Vinci is a time traveller, okay? <laughs> you know what? If you had given me a thousand guesses <laughs> to what your next sentence would be, I never would have guessed that you were going to say that. Right, okay. Well, look, you know now, and we can move on with it. So. Now, do you mean Leonardo the Turtle? Or do you mean Da Vinci? No, the, the Assassin's Creed 2 character. Okay, I'm now clear. <laughs> so, uh, Jake and his brother, Nick Fury, uh, <gasps> were recruited by Leonardo da Vinci to act as Gemini and Scorpio for his Great Wheel collaboration. So Leonardo da Vinci went around time picking skilled people to work as part of a Renaissance-era task force, if you will. Uh, And so during their search for Renaissance technology, Jake was exposed to one of their finds, which created a full duplicate of him. So Jake Fury was the first ever life model decoy. In Marvel. Uh, So not a clone. Not a clone. It's a synthetic being that is an exact copy of of the human. Um, So there's just two of him. There's just two of them. Uh, And they pop up all the time. Anytime a character dies, it's pretty much always a life model decoy. (laughs) Okay, that's fair enough. Perfect. Um, As part of their own long-term plans, the two Fury brothers kept the existence of this decoy a secret... Now, the real Jake Fury went underground for many years. Uh, just He went to ground. I think he was rumbled in a, in a mission and he just hid away. While he was hiding, the life model decoy became increasingly erratic. Um, as a result, a good deal of insane and criminal actions committed by the decoy were attributed to the actual Jake Fury over the years. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. that's, that's the problem. If you got an identical replica of yourself going around killing people, people are going to blame you. That's generally how it works, because he looks exactly mm-hmm. like you. Um, <laughs> and acts like you and thinks like you. And has most of your memories. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so sometime after um, the, the Great Wheel, Leonardo da Vinci's task force dissolved, Jake's life model decoy um, was asked to join a group called the Zodiac Cartel, 
doesn't really matter. It's just another group of kind of villainous people. Um, but he acquired something called the Zodiac Key, an ancient and powerful weapon that recognized the darkness inside of him. Maybe. <laughs> it commits several serial killings in the in a certain time period that I can't remember in, right it'll now. It'll normally tell you you're about to find love, <laughs> but in a strange place. <laughs> so Jake used the Zodiac Key as his primary weapon, um, and he lit, made numerous attacks on his brother Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D., um, hiding his true identity from Nick. Now, again, this is the decoy doing this. Um, and after a disastrous encounter, uh, Jake lost the Zodiac key and uh, was expelled from the cartel for his failures. Now, th- th- look, this is a very summarised report. All you need to know is that this dude is a life model decoy of Nick Fury's brother. Uh, yeah, but what? Sorry, you know Jake Fury? Yeah. What's he doing? Like sitting on a beach or something? What, what's the story? Just what, underground. What's he around for? It's just hiding away. It's just underground. Yeah, yeah. Just hiding away for 20 years. Maybe 30. Who knows? Maybe 30 years. Yeah. Just hide underground. Why? What does he think? People L- are after him? Leading, yeah, like someone's always after him. Like he's. He, he's, yeah. he, he's Nick Fury's brother. Like. I. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, okay. Right. So just on the Zodiac key, because this is important. Uh. It's an extra-dimensional device that can project powerful blasts of an unknown energy, uh, create force shields, create clone bodies or android duplicates of its possessor, and allows him to turn his body into water. So, right, that's the leader of our little band of mercenaries here. Very strong. Very strong. strong. Start. I don't think it's too overpowered, though. I think it still fits with like Suicide Squad levels. So he can duplicate himself and turn himself into water. Yeah, and he can also blast energy and make force shields. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Probably. He's also a very good hand-to-hand combatant because yeah. he has to be. Um, so the next person, this is taking the kind of peacemaker role of it, uh, is that we have William Cross, a.k.a. Crossfire. So... Right. Crossfire uh, joined the CIA with the intent of learning the secrets of the trade and to make contacts that would one day prove useful to him. He intended to use CIA training and knowledge to obtain profit for himself. So, um, like he, what he did, he trained up, went on a few missions. He eventually left the CIA and used his skills and resources to begin a highly profitable career of criminal operations, including drug trafficking, extortion, and assassinations. So, assuming the codename Crossfire, he diverted a portion of his profits to hire a small army of mercenaries to serve as his enforcers. His goal became to form to forment disorder and subversion within society in order to make a profit. At one point in his career, enemies booby-trapped his headquarters with a, with a bomb. The ensuing explosion robbed him of his left eye and ear, and 85% of his hearing. So he replaced his losses with cybernetic equipment, uh, located the men who had injured him, and eliminated them personally. Makes sense. Makes okay. sense. Good origin. People have harmed him. He has taken them out. He has taken them out. He's not a bad guy, but he's a very bad mm. guy. Uh, yes. Yeah, he's an awful, awful human. Um, skilled at espionage, expert marksman, uh, martial arts aficionado. Um, normal strength of a man his age who engages in proper exercise. 
He has a cybernetic eye, cybernetic ear and a bulletproof uniform. Uh, The eye allows him to see in total darkness and the ear is far more sensitive than the human ear, allowing him to hear miles and miles away. Holy shit. Okay, that would would be very helpful for a hunter. Yeah, like, and that's what he's about, is that he's long distance, but will get in close if needs be. Um, Actually, really interesting about him, he's a lot of the time a Hawkeye enemy. Uh, Hawkeye also famously deaf in the comics. Makes sense, I suppose. Then you also have the thing of, to me, he sounds like uh, Deathstroke. A little bit, Does yeah, he kind of very look like similar. Does does or quite does... a bit actually. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, perfect. And so that's our kind of second in command. Maybe a bit of a a rivalry going on with the man at the lead. Yeah, he wants to lead. That's it. Now you very correctly, Connor, said that last week you covered Nanawe, aka King Shark, uh, the muscle, the muscle, the muscle of the group. Now look, there's a lot of characters I could pick from for this one. I chose one. Not that, allowed to pick Hulk. Yeah, not allowed to pick Hulk. It's <laughs> overpowered. Uh, he can't lose. So for this, I picked one that actually I touched on in a previous episode, uh, but I didn't actually cover him himself in detail. So I picked Stegron the Dinosaur Man. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So Dr. Vincent Stegron was working as an assistant to Dr. Curtis Connors on a project from Sh- for S.H.I.E.L.D. that used diner- dinosaur tissue gathered from the Savage Land. What are the chances, by the way, that your second name is Stegron <laughs> and you get turned into a dinosaur? <laughs> well, look, Rex Tyrannus was busy that day. It's gotta be six billion to one, <laughs> surely. Yeah, 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 like, it's... But is, is there anyone else who follows that same name? Like, Ed- it's Edward Nigma levels of convenience. Yeah, Edward Nigma is pretty poor. Yeah, like like Peter Parker's not just called Peter Webb. That would that that'd be hilarious, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, by the way, if anyone doesn't know, um, what what was it in the Wildlands? The Savage Lands. What are they called? Savage Lands, I should say. Um, it is an area in Marvel comic books where dinosaurs are just there. It's in the Antarctic. Or no, it's in the North Pole. Yeah, and it's just an area where there's a bunch of dinosaurs. It's just in-universe. That exists. It's just, yeah, it's, and everyone knows about it. All, like, everyone knows that this exists and we're all fine with it. Uh, yeah. So, Vincent became obsessed with the lizard experiments and decided to steal the dinosaur extract to himself. Now, he fled to the Savage Land and ingested the formula with Stegosaurus DNA, turning <gasps> himself into a dinosaur man. <laughs> A Stegosaurus. Because he's called Stegosaurus. <laughs> he, yeah, he, put, he picked a Velociraptor, but it got fucked up. To be fair, he doesn't have to change his name. No, very easy for the passport, the that particular one. Exactly. So, Doc Connors contacted Spider-Man for help, and he travelled to the Savage Land, found Stegron in full reptile mode, uh, ruling over uh, a group of people known as the Swamp Men, which are men who live in the swamp. So... <laughs> Right. So Spidey and a character called Kazar, who lives in the Savage Land, uh, beat, this is how it was written on the wiki, by the way, and I really liked it, beat up on his swamp men. (laughs) (laughs) Groovy. While Stegron escaped to New York City on a flying ark. It's it's an ark. He built an ark. Look, 
We're not even just going to question it. He lives among dinosaurs. He is a dinosaur. He has a flying arc. This is Marvel. Go on. He then led a stampede of dinosaurs down Broadway. And Where did he get the dinosaurs? Yeah, I brought them, brought them from the Savage Land where brought all the dinosaurs live. Brought them from the Savage Land big the arc. arc. Two of every type. It's a big arc. And he had time to build the arc. Yeah. Uh, over there. Either he built it or found it. I'm not quite sure. Just found it. Just found, just found it. a Don't fully portable, fully working arc in the Savage Land. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it fully fueled, able to fly from... Fully fueled. The North Pole to, you know, New York. And who built a, an arc big enough to house, I could only assume, a hundred dinosaurs? I'm not sure, but I think it might have been from Secret Invasion. But I'm very not sure about that because there was a big arc in that. You are hundred percent guessing. Oh, yeah, yeah, but there was a big arc and they landed in the Savage Land. What more do you need from me? Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> go on. So um, he was stopped by Spider-Man and Black Panther and tried to escape on a pterodactyl, uh, <laughs> which is yeah a Stegosaurus man riding a pterodactyl. Not the most aerodynamic thing in the world. Um, but to be fair makes for a good comic book cover it really does now he was knocked into the water by Spider-Man and sank like a rock oh Uh, fuck now what he did then he reduced his metabolism which is a very comic book way of making something up Uh, and (laughs) so he (laughs) it's it's a bunch of words doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense at all but he drifted to shore uh, returned to Manhattan kidnapped Billy Connors uh, who is Kurt Connors' son and created Smart. a retrogeneration ray, um, which animated the dinosaur skeletons at the Natural History Museum. So this is where we pick up in our last story. Gen- genuinely, and I mean this, fuck off. No. <laughs> he brought dinosaurs back to life from bones. Huh? How? Made a, re- a retrogeneration ray. He reduced his metabolism and then just thought of how to do it. Yep. Yeah. And... Just, right. It worked. What can I say? <laughs> Under the I hate this guy. I hate How him so you much. You hate Stegron so much right from the start. Because he was in the other... Um, what's the report that we did? Uh, Sauron. Sauron, who is also a dinosaur. Pterodactyl um, man. Sorry, Turnadon. A pterodactyl man. And he wanted to turn everyone into dinosaurs. And that was the funny gag. And then he had a best friend called Stegron, who was also a dinosaur. And they were just friends. And they hung out. And they were like teammates. And in that report, I said, that Stegron guy's an idiot. And you said, yes. So now, Stegron is back to haunt me. Yep, Stegron is now uh, a, a, a featured character in the Suicide Squad. In the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Sorry, Sean oh, Aside no. Squad. Uh, yes. So under the strain of his son's kidnapping, Kurt Connors turned into the lizard and went after Stegron. <laughs> You're going to fucking hate this so much. Here we go. Unfortunately, Stegron yeah. chose December to start his plan and succumbed okay. to the cold weather. Okay, sorry. No. Okay. <laughs> I got it. So this man has built an ark. Yeah. He has flown dinosaurs to New York yeah. from the North Pole. Yeah. Then reduces he has metabolism. Built a ray, reduces metabolism to somehow survive and float to the top of a lake. Then he built a ray to bring dinosaurs back to life yeah. from a museum. But he doesn't take the fucking time to buy a calendar. <laughs> what are we saying here, Sean? Because this man's clearly a moron. 
it's actually said that he's very intelligent in his powers and abilities, but... So who doesn't know that it's near December? (laughs) Like, it's snowing is the thing. Like, it it makes no... Like, even if you didn't know the exact date, you'd know, oh, it's cold. Yeah. He'd feel it, certainly. (laughs) Even if it was October and it was snowing, you'd be like, I better put an extra layer on, it's a bit cold. Yeah, yeah, a a jacket. Bring a jacket with you. Tie it Mm. around your waist if you have to. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So he succumbed to the cold weather, slipped beneath the ice of a central park lake, and disappeared from sight. In my mind, that's when he's brought into the squad. Uh, so they they haul him now. Did he reduce his metabolism again, or is he just dead? Uh, I believe he survived this time, but I think he was unfrozen. Unfrozen, of course. Who? Yeah. My main question is: Who took the time and bothered their arse? To unfreeze this idiot. I'm not sure, quite honestly. Um, Maybe it was Sauron. (laughs) He just wanted a friend. But I also know that this dude, like, he'll he'll die. He'll be killed off. And then he'll just show up alive the next time they need a dinosaur character. Like, it's just... Like the dinosaur. Well, they only have two, (laughs) to be fair. If you had three dinosaur characters, that's taking the piss. Uh, Yeah, you could rotate, but they have two and that was already taking the piss because one of them had the name Stegron. (laughs) And the other one, he didn't have a dinosaur name, but he called himself Sauron because he thought it sounded evil. Because he took, he liked the Lord of the Rings. He's a fucking nerd. Uh, (laughs) So, so we've got, we've got two very good people with guns. Yeah. Two bad people, but they're, they're good hand to hand. They're good long distance. Now we've got a dinosaur in the team who is an idiot, but is quite strong. Yeah, strength, speed, durability, reflex is all great. Tail, he has a tail, complete with thagomizers, Connor. You know what thagomizers yeah. are? Everyone knows. You don't have to explain them to me. Perfect. Please explain to the idiots. Go on. <laughs> they're little spikes that stegosauruses have on their tail. Or should I say oh, had? Of course. Because they're dead now. Uh, also, no, they're not. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> He's alive. He's the last one. <laughs> He's frozen, but technically alive. Um, he also has claws that can cut through bone, wood, metal, stone, all those kinds of things. He has yeah. the mental ability to control or manipulate any dinosaur in an unknown area around him. Uh, no, he doesn't. He has exhibited the power to control or manipulate the reptilian part of the brain in any life form. Uh, no, he doesn't. And he can also absorb the biological vitality within other beings. No, he can't. Right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> Who made up that character? I don't know, but it's uh, it's gotten out of hand and I love it. <laughs> okay. So the next one, you might actually... You, you probably know a bit about this character, um, but I kind of slotted him in in the polka dot man role. Um, like, fairly timid, but quite powerful. So... It's actually Toad from the X-Men. Oh, now Toad is somebody that normally gets laughed at a lot because he's a Toad. Mm. And uh, you also have the line by Halle Berry. Um, that what happens says, when a Toad gets hap- struck by lightning? And then she says the same thing that happens to everything else Makes when no he sense. gets electrocuted. Which, I mean, fine. That's fair enough. But um, the the main thing about Toad is, though, even though it's a dumb power... He's grown up with those powers. So he's an expert in that, the weird things that he can do. Yeah, like if, you know, a Hawkeye can just be a really good archer. The dude who has like the proportional strength of a toad who's the size of a man, that's pretty good. Like if Batrock the Leaper can do things. Yeah, 
And Batroc is possibly stronger than Thanos. We all know that. That's true. Like in a jumping contest, certainly. <laughs> certainly in a limbo contest, not so much. Not so much. Thanos, Thanos can get low, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so quickly on Toad then. Mortimer Toynbee was abandoned by his parents so early in childhood that he couldn't remember them. He was placed in an orphanage where other children continually tormented him and regarded him as a freak due to his ugliness, unusual physique and his leaping ability. Uh, we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> Batroc, by the way, at the middle is just like, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'd lo- that's, a, that's a meeting I don't know has happened in comics, but I would love to see it. I want to see a leaping contest. (laughs) I think Toad might have it. Uh, Toynbee was so so traumatised by his loneliness and the continual abuse that he received that it affected his learning abilities. The teachers and administrators in the orphanage regarded him as mentally challenged, even though in actuality he was actually a gifted intelligence. Um, He was just so beaten down by everyone that he stopped trying. Oh, uh, yeah, I feel, okay. I feel really bad for Toad. Um, yeah. He became so desperate for affection that he developed a subservient personality and would unquestioningly obey anyone he thought sincerely cared about him. Oh, no. Magneto's yeah. coming on the horizon here. I can see it. At some point after reaching adulthood, he was discovered mm. by Magneto. and recru- Who said, you're special, you're a mutant, and you're special. And he thought... Okay, father. I will do. I will kill anyone you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he was recruited to the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. He was in the first uh, first iteration of Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. He was one of one of the originals. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty nice. He gave uh, Magneto was the one who gave him the alias Toad because of his powers, appearance, and personality. Magneto did not believe that Toad's powers would be of any great service to him, but he thought it useful to have an expendable pawn who would follow his orders unquestioningly. That is the real Magneto. Other than, you're so special, come join my team, is... Well, I mean, if we get into a battle, he will be the first to die. Yeah, and I will not care. Uh, And I will get away. I will escape. I will step over his body. (laughs) Yes. So Toad was indeed... Uh, pathetically devoted to Magneto. You're correct, Connor. Subconsciously referred to him as a surrogate father. Um, yes. He blinded himself to Magneto's continual verbal and physical abuse because Magneto was out to conquer the human race that had rejected Toad. Toad Makes believed sense. he would be given a place of honour in the new society that Magneto would create. Um, he also, in the Brotherhood, met Scarlet Witch and became infatuated with her. Uh, though she did not reciprocate the feeling. Okay, makes sense. Yes, and so at one point, uh, Magneto and Toad were captured by an alien called the Stranger and imprisoned on a distant world. So it's just the two of them. Magneto first escaped and he callously left Toad behind. And the Toad's attitude towards his master suddenly began to change, Connor. Wait a minute, after, I don't think he likes me. After being recaptured, Magneto escaped a second time and took Toad with him. But his continued mm. abuse caused, caused Toad's resentment to increase until it flared into murderous hatred. Oh, okay. Toad deliberately abandoned Magneto to die in an explosion following an encounter with the Avengers and the X-Men. And when Magneto tried to escape, the Toad blocked his way out, causing Magneto to fall to his apparent death. 
apparent being the key word because he's going to be pissed when he comes back yeah so it was later discovered that magneto survived but for a while in comics toad killed magneto which is a great story that's as the guy who you beat around finally has enough yeah like yeah like the 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 quiet kid finally like fights back kind of a thing Hmm. um in terms of powers uh superhuman leaping um he can reach 25 feet in a vertical leap 37 feet in a broad jump as well as deliver kicks with superhuman force. Actually better than Batrock. Batrock is 10 feet from a standing start. Um, that's fucking, like, that's outrageous. That's so... He's leaping buildings. Yeah, he's tall buildings with a single bound kind of a thing. Fucking hell, that's pretty strong. Also, who is he replacing, by the way, in the Suicide Squad? Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. Okay, that, yeah, it's like weird under the radar character who's really super strong yeah that's it and like kind of like the 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 childhood of trauma kind of played into it a whole bunch as well yeah makes Uh, sense he has flexible bone structure so he's super super flexible he can um, crouch for long periods of time and can perform contortionist type feats without any damage to his spine uh, superhuman stamina agility reflexes durability he has a regenerative healing factor um uv and infrared vision he has a prehensile tongue he has a tongue up to 30 feet in length can be used as a whip um and can use to ensnare objects and people he once crushed someone to death with his tongue um what yeah he also can secrete pheromones that allow him to control the minds of anyone exposed to it to a limited extent uh acidic saliva uh, paras- paralytic resin so he can secrete paralysis toxins um, what the fuck he can expand and compress large quantities of air in his lungs expelled with enough force to knock a human off their feet and can he, he lower his metabolism though no it's the one thing it's the one thing he doesn't have it's the one thing Stegrod's got him and he also can uh, communicate and control amphibian life uh, like frogs, toads, newts, and salamanders. I did not know that he could control that stuff. Yeah, that's it's really. He could cool. also be a rat catcher. He, he could also be a bit of a rat catcher. Um, mm-hmm. he also, you get to decide whether he gets to keep this, but he did. He did. He did get a secondary mutation, uh, okay. which granted him the ability to release fire from his tongue. Mm, no oh. I think it gave it to him for like a short run that was cool but then they probably took it back off him. fair absolutely super no, no yeah. bother at all there no bother at all uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and yeah he's also an experienced combatant and machinist as well uh, so he, he's very good at machines and Donatello does the machines <laughs> very true very true <laughs> And then I think I counted this wrong. Like I, I think I have one person too short. But we have uh, Marina Smallwood um, also on the list here. I had her in as kind of the rat catcher type. I think I left Harley Quinn out by mistake because yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Marina Smallwood um, is an alien technically. So yeah, she's an alien species known as uh, the Plodex. Uh, her egg was found by Tom Smallwood a fisherman in Newfoundland, Canada, who gave it to okay. his wife, Gladys. That's that's fine. So Gladys. Gladys. Good stuff. Good, good strong Newfoundland name. So when Gladys <laughs> broke the shell, she imprinted Marina with human female DNA. So... Right. She grew up mostly normal, except for her odd appearance. So she looks like a, a fish lady. Um, 
she eventually came to the attention of James Hudson. Now, James Hudson is a character called Guardian, and he's the leader of Alpha Flight, which is Canadian Avengers, basically. Okay. So, she joined Alpha Flight, went on a bunch of missions with them, ran into a little-known submariner named Namor. (gasps) Namor. And eventually fell in love with Namor, and they married Connor. So... Is she, is she like his Mira? G- kind of, actually. Um, it's a bit more tragic, I would say. Oh, okay. So, Because, again, Connor, these have to be villains on my Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. So, But she later accompanied Namor when he returned to active membership with the Avengers and became an associate member herself. So she's on the Avengers now. Great stuff. She's on the Avengers. They conceived children together, but... She soon underwent a strange transformation, becoming oh, no. a leviathan-like creature from myth and legend. I don't know what that means. It's a big sea snake monster about 90 feet long. That's not good. Slowly becoming one of them. Do you just get like a foot every day? Yeah, no, no, no. So it, it was kind of immediately. Uh, okay, kind of a, just overnight. Yeah, yeah. And just started attacking the Avengers. And yeah. uh, Namor had to slay her with the Black Knight's ebony blade. And just really quickly, why? Because she was attacking the Avengers. No, 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 not why did he... Not why did he kill her? Because she became a 90-foot fucking fish. I'm asking, why did the woman, who was just a normal woman for her whole life, half-fish woman, why did she suddenly become a 90-foot long fish? Uh, do you know what? It's never really explained. I think th- I think it's a hand wavy aliens type deal. Yeah, you know yourself, eh, fucking overnight. It yeah. just changed. Something to do with like Atlantean DNA and Plodex DNA or yeah. some shit like that. Big monster. But yeah. Yeah, big monster. Marina then resurfaced later in Norman Osborne's custody, who revived her and used her in a plan against Namor, who had recently betrayed him and allied with the X Men. Makes sense. So Osborne had her DNA spliced and modified, uh, making her permanently into the Leviathan snake-like being, driven by a hunger that could only be satiated by Atlantean blood. Good uh, stuff. That is proper Norman Osborne shithouse. Shithouse, you're just ruining people's lives for no good reason. Just, I mean, you betrayed me, I'm going to make sure your wife, who has turned into a big fish, can only eat you and your people. <laughs> and you already had the trauma of having to kill her with your own hands, so yeah. just going to make I'm it really I'm bringing her back that. to life, <laughs> and she'll never change back. Never. Never. Uh, so she wrought havoc on the undersea kingdom of Atlantis, injuring Manny and killing even more. Um, so Namor and the X-Men devised a plan. Using magic's powers of teleportation, you remember magic from the New Mutants. Uh, I do. They transported all of the Atlians, Atlanteans, excuse me, across the globe, leaving Namor as the sole Atlantean in the hemisphere. So once Marina um, approached, because um, just looking for Atlanteans, Namor's the only one there. She comes straight for him. Namor realized who she was because um, he had seen this before. He scanned her mind um, using some technology that they had, revealing. Just wave your arms. Wave some your arms, technology. Revealing that there was nothing but rage, hunger, and hate. Uh, having no choice, they engaged her. 
Eventually, Namor dragged a weakened Marina. I don't think getting married to her at this stage, Namor, is going to do any good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the ring is too small. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never fit on your 70-foot finger. <laughs> uh, so, eventually, Namor dragged a weakened Marina underwater, where he performed a mercy killing, ending Marina's life. Again. Again. Marina later returned to life during yeah. the attack by the Chaos King. Uh, she was accompanied by her old Alpha Flight team. Uh, the Chaos King is totally fucked in Marvel Comics. It's not a comic character. It's like the God of Death from the Japanese Shinto religion. It's twisted. Oh. Uh, yeah. But she's back now anyway. Um, since her return, she has rejoined Alpha Flight. But she's different, angrier and more of a loner angrier yeah than being the giant angry fish no angrier than she was before she's not the leviathan anymore she's back to her regular form because she's the the, the chaos king connor the chaos (laughs) chaos king put her back this is just night and it just overnight turns into a big snake overnight again he just decides the chaos king that she's gonna just be back to half fish yeah but like what what i like the reason I have her on the team here, number one, we do have a character that can turn into water in the form of Nick Fury's life model decoy brother. That could be cool and yeah. useful. Uh, also, um, in terms of a film, wouldn't it be great if you had a character with a power they couldn't control learn to control that power at the big final battle at the end? Oh, that's that's the thing. I'm always a fish. There you go. <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> and look... She is an amphibian. She can live in land or water. Um, she can. She has shape changing sometimes. Um, she sometimes. can control water. Um, she can channel water into a large spout uh, and direct the flow of water for several miles without any strain upon her person. Um, and she's also able to swim at tremendous speeds, uh, about 800 knots per hour, but maybe 900. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm really glad that she didn't get her own report because that is also off. Her and Stegron. They deserve each other in the same team. Yeah, they're, they're going to be best friends. Um, yeah. And in, in Leviathan form, uh, she, she became savage and homicidal. Her hands transformed into talons that could cut through steel. Uh, and the serpent is over a mile in length and shot beams of kinetic energy from its eyes. And... <laughs> fuck's sake yeah but this doesn't matter because she's never going to turn it back into that isn't she not well like the, the, the what it said on the wiki is after marina became pregnant with namor's child her plodex genetics caused her to transform into a massive sea serpent so if she gets pregnant in the course of the movie so he's gonna he's gonna be careful as shit for the rest of her life she's like no it'll be grand what are the odds it'll happen again <laughs> no seriously <laughs> No. <laughs> and just like they're at the final battle and all seems lost. And it's like, no, we need we need a creature. We need <laughs> Wink wink. Nudge nudge. Like, Come with me, Nemo. <laughs> just just really up for it all the time. <laughs> so that's look, we're gonna stop it there before we get too involved, but Yeah. That is my five person suicide squad team. You have the life model decoy of Nick Fury's brother. Uh, you yeah. have um, you have Mister Cross. Uh, what was it? What do I call him? Crossfire. That's it. Uh, you have Stegron, 
the Dinosaur Man, uh, you have Toad, and you have Marina, who may or may not be a big Leviathan. How does that I sound mean, to you, Connor? It's a strong team. That's a very strong team. Um, my only issue is, I don't think Marina would make it because you couldn't blow her up because she might come the big Leviathan, then you can't kill her. It's true. It's a dangerous proposition. Um, but for all the rest of them, I'm I'm kind of thinking and putting them up against the DC Suicide Squad uh, from the movie. So I mean, Bloodsport and Peacemaker are kind of fucked. They're just humans. Uh, Ratcatcher also fucked. Just rats. Yeah, mm. rats can swim though. So maybe if it's a water fight, <laughs> King Shark. King Shark is in- unkillable. That's true. So that's good. That's very true. Um, but can he, he, can has- he change his metabolism? Um, no, but he if you just said King Shark, uh, he is Nom Nom, then it's game over for Stegron. That's true. And my magic pass is Polka Dot Man. Anything that those Polka Dots touch immediately burns into a different dimension. So I don't care how good with guns you are. If he fires one of them through Crossfire, he's dead straight through his stomach. Um, if any of them hit any of your team, they're all dead. Okay. <laughs> but okay but say hmm <laughs> oh but King Shark and Toad both want one thing in common a friend Th- that is true but if you told King Shark to keep Polka Dot Man alive he's your best friend and Polka Dot Man just hid behind King Shark firing those Polka Dots I think it's game over I don't I'm, those Polka Dots are broken man and they are broken <laughs> and King Shark can't die need a big leviathan to squish him or something <laughs> but even if she turns into the big leviathan it'll, it went through Starro's leg so I think it'll go through a leviathan mm. oh man so so it all comes down to polka dot man in the end like if, if yeah, I think, Pokemon, I think it'd be a fair fight I think without polka dot man you kick the shit out of the suicide squad but and King Shark is still alive, but he runs away, I think, at the end. But, like, if you replace Polka Dot Man with Harley Quinn, it's never a fight. It's game over. But I think Polka Dot Man is broken in right. his interdimensional Polka Dots. Okay, okay. Give me one Give me one character that I've done before, and I'll swap out. No, you're not allowed to have the spot. Fuck! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're a dickhead. <laughs> Specifically, the spot. You're not allowed to have the, him. Oh, You're allowed to have anyone else. Because he can't be hit. Like, and he can just he redirect can't be hit. him. It's, oh, it would be so <laughs> perfect. Fuck. Fine, cloak. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pick Superman. Oh, shit. <laughs> I pick Squirrel Girl. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> um, who have I got? Who have I got left? Uh, Jared Leto's Joker. Hmm. Jared Leto's Joker. We live in a society. <laughs> that's that's the other Joker, isn't it? Oh no, it's both Jokers now. Sorry, both Jokers. Both of them live in a society now. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I, I'm I'm just after looking at the time on the recording. I feel I rambled about yes. nothing characters for a very long time, but I hope it was enjoyable. I, t- I think so, but I'm I'm glad that we covered like a Marvel Suicide Squad kind of thing, and so it kind of gives people an idea of what are the weird characters Marvel has that they could set one up with. Yeah, um, and I, also I'm fully aware that the Marvel Suicide Squad is basically like Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers. Like that, that's. That that that's that's yeah. a thing. This is the Shaun Aside Squad. Okay, this is yeah, what I want to see. 
And uh, no, you don't. There's no way you want Stegron on Live the screen. Live action Stegron. Live? No. What <laughs> no, if? With his arc. <laughs> with his arc, yeah. Specifically the arc. Um, so I think that's it for this week's Hero Zero, Sean. I think so um, too. Would you like to take us I, out, I Connor? It was a good report, yeah. Um, I would Thank like you. to take us out. So if you want to listen to more of us, we of course have ep- episodes over on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, all that stuff. Um, it would really help us out if you gave us a review or a like on any of them. Um, that kind of stuff, even just a five-star review, uh, really helps us just in terms of the algorithm and stuff like that. Um, more importantly, you could head over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com, here's for her, here's for her podcast. Yeah. Um, and what that is, is we've got all these movie reviews, we've got Falcon and Winter Soldier reviews, we've got Loki reviews, all over there. You get access to all of that for $5 a month. $2 a month gets you a shout out, and $15 a month gets you um, a whole host of other things. You're an absolute devil, I think, at that level, aren't you? Absolute devilment, yeah. You got, you got, a, you got a badge, you got a, a mug, mug, you got a, a t-shirt, shirt, everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and the shirt is exclusive to just the Patreon, whereas you can also head over to our store where you can get a whole host of other shirts, uh, mugs, backpacks, hats, all that kind of stuff over there. But most importantly, you can just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. So I have been Colour Lawler. And you Sean Neal. And we shall see you next week, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.